Hey folks, just before you press play on this episode, uh, just to let you know, this episode was recorded a week ago. Since then, uh, James has taken the decision not to open the Dubai bar. Uh, We feature quite heavily uh, a chat about that on this podcast, so uh, do bear that in mind when you're listening to it. But anyway, I'll shut up. Here's the podcast. Please note, this show is entirely supported by you, the listener. Without your kind donations, we simply could not produce this podcast. If you want to keep hearing more from us, please visit patreon.com slash brewdognews for a really cool way to help us. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 31 of the Brewdog News Podcast. This is being recorded on the 27th of August 2019. Yes, that's the same date as the last one. We're your fortnightly source for the latest news, views, thoughts and reviews from the world of Brewdog and craft beer. This show is hosted by myself, Robert Cooper. And I'm not Edwin Jones, but I'm Bruce Cameron. Hello, Bruce and Edwin. No, Bruce, Bruce. Uh, and the man who puts a smile on some people's faces, it's Andrew Watson. Some. Hello, everyone. And the woman who puts a smile on everyone's face, it's Joanne Love. Oh, hello, everyone. Um, <laughs> citation Coming needed. up on this week's show, we're going to be talking about... <laughs> We've got Charles Duggan Breton from the USA to tell us just how epic the USA AGM was this year. We look at the amazing new employee benefits guide that BrewDoc have put out. Spoiler, you will be jealous of this. There's a storm brewing and it's happening in the Middle of East, should BrewDog open in Dubai. The full team are here, Watty's back from his holidays and he's got a very smelly problem. We check out the brand new Brewdog Cambridge and our death or glory competition continues. Standard disclaimer time, we are all shareholders in Brewdog PLC, but we do not work for or speak on behalf of Brewdog. So, without further ado, Bruce, you could do this bit. Let's play some theme music! I prefer it when you do it, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> you can either sit on the sidelines and be passive, or you can take an active stand. It's amazing to be a part of something that's not just changing the face of beer, but business too. Hi, this is Martin Vicky. Hey, this is T. Hey, this is James. This is the Brew Dog News Podcast. Brew Dog News Podcast. James Watt, Martin Dickey. This is diabolical. Absolutely diabolical. Hi, hi, Brew Dog News Podcast. It's Watty here. I'll mail them again. And a huge shout out to our new Patreon supporters this week, uh, Neil and Innis. You two still remain right at the top of a tree for supporting us on Patreon. I always say at the start of the show, but this podcast is only possible because people like yourselves support us on Patreon. Thank you so much. And we do give you the podcast a day early. It's just a little thing that we can do, but that's what we do. Uh, and also, thank you very much to Doug and Brett for recording our intro there. You will hear more from them later. Okay, new format-ish. Uh, we're not messing around. Um, if anybody wants to know how everyone's doing, then they can go back and listen to the last <laughs> podcast, which we recorded about an hour and a half ago. Bruce, has anything changed in your life in the last yes, hour? Yes, in, in, in the last uh, hour and a half, what I've done is I've set up my new podcast for okay. Dad Joke of the Year. I've got my first co-host joining in. So, um, yeah, looking forward to setting that one up and getting it out on the airwaves. Brilliant. And Joanna, have you brewed any beer since we last spoke about yes. five minutes ago? Yes, I have brewed a cherry stout and an orange Ooh. and basil saison. Orange and basil saison, that yeah. sounds absolutely rank. I bet Bottled. it would be lovely. Bottled <laughs> and conditioning as we speak, they will be delightful. Marvellous. Uh, Andrew, what have you done in the last five minutes? 
so my connection's a lot better than it used to be, right? Because you always used to moan that I couldn't do video and audio together. So I changed the router. But now the laptop is going around at a million miles an hour and it's pumping out so much heat that the thermostat in this room, when we started, was 31.5. It's now 33 degrees. And I've not even got the oven Oof. on. Or it's, it's just... Oof. Oh. So I might expire. Send beer. Fair enough. Well, we'll get through this as quick as we can uh, so as we can get you to a nearest bar for an emergency pint. How about mm. that? Thank you. <laughs> I'll send you the receipt. Joe, you have got this first story. Um, yes. We remember, I'll briefly fill people in, that they we, we talked about the BrewDog blueprint at great length, 30 initiatives that basically set out what BrewDog wanted to do for the next year and a half, which they've been plowing through quite nicely, most of those. Um, but yeah, they also made a BrewDog crew print, which is a similar thing, but this is basically an employee benefit guide. Uh, I was blown away by this. So It is amazing. Take it away. Right, so this document outlines all of the great things that BrewDog already do for their teams, as well as some new initiatives that they have developed with their teams. So it's stuff that the staff really want. Uh, you can download it on the forum. It is massive and amazing so i've only picked out a few bits so that we're not talking at you forever uh, the current things that they are doing for their teams they are a living wage employer um there is cicerone training available for their staff which i think those two things are amazing uh, they also provide paternity leave which is puppy parental leave there is private medical care each staff member gets a fanzine subscription and they have amazing discounts, which are 25% off in bars, 30% off online and 50% off of merchandise. Now, some of the new benefits that are on offer is the one unicorn. So 10% of all profits will be split evenly, evenly among all employees. So whether you're one of the senior management or one of the people working in the kitchens, you will get the same amount of the 10% of profit. They're also going to put £1 million committed to the BrewDog Foundation. There's a new initiative called Top Dogs, and this is going to recognise and celebrate amazing team members. They're going to pick four top dogs of the month, and they will be featured in Dogtails. They will qualify for £500 bonus, either in cash or in hop stock. Wow. Staff will also be offered £500 to quit at the end of their induction. Ah, now that's so, one of the ones I was yeah, going to point out. That's the one so, that was yeah. a bit that that's been talked about. So, what the the idea of this is at the end of your induction, if you don't feel that Brewdog is the company for you, you can, will be paid five hundred pounds and you can leave. This is to promote a passion for the brand, so that the staff that stay are people that are passionate about Brewdog. Yeah. Uh, another one that I quite liked was the Brewdog salary cap, and this is to help develop the staff internally. Uh, no one will be able to join the company on a salary that is more than seven times the lowest wage offered. And that is currently £18,700. That's the lowest salary that's offered. And then this is going to be further capped at 14 times the amount of the lowest salary. And that will increase each year by one for your years of service. So this should stop the hiring of expensive external senior people and help to develop leaders from within the BrewDog teams. It's incredible transparency as yeah. well, isn't it? I mean, when do you ever hear about companies openly putting out, not not just like, oh, this information is available internally and it leaks out. No, they're telling the world, yeah. this is how much money we pay everybody. 
this is the amazing benefits that we do for our staff. Yeah, it's great. And yeah, it just, I, just makes I you I text Fiona jealous. Hunter just after it came out. So Fiona came on the, yeah. the show during, during Beatnik. I was like, this is awesome. And she went, I'm so excited. <laughs> Which, as a people director, is how you want them to be. And you know, I said, oh, yeah. you know, well done you for being awesome. And she said, well, actually, this was a huge team effort. And it's not the people teams doing it. It's the whole business contributing. It's just brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Bruce, you, you, you have a child with you right now. Yeah, I'm not sure if in. that's... I'm not sure if that's Georgia or Abigail, but I hello. Mean, I'm not sure either. Who's it, Georgia or hello. Abigail? It's Abigail. Abigail. <laughs> they're, they're twins, so I'm, I'm never sure. So Abigail's going to be growing up in a world where you've got all these kind of benefits for when you actually finally get a job. Yeah. Uh, so Abigail, are you looking forward to the future and working for Brewdog? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Brilliant. She's tired. Mm. But yeah, please do check it out. Um, <laughs> I tell you, if I worked for a, uh, you know, if I was in very much in the corporate world and was quite uh, able to do this sort of thing, I would print a copy of that out and accidentally shove it in my boss's yeah. bag yeah. because that is a, it's a, it is, <laughs> to coin their phrase, it's a blueprint for how things should be done. The benefits are just fantastic. And of course, it's a direct response for the, to the fact that they've dropped out of the, uh, I think it's the Sunday Times top 100 of best employers. This will be a direct response to that. Mm-hmm. Paying people 500 quid to quit Brewdog after yeah. three months if you don't think it's for you is is a real sign of a company thinking out of the box and doing things differently. So Yeah, it's different. Very well done to everybody involved with that. Um, I don't know how much Fiona um, was, was the driving force behind the creation of that document, but... Uh, Yes, someone at BrewDog. This is one of the best things I've seen BrewDog do in many months, so I'm really chuffed with that. Here, here. And there's so many other things that I just didn't mention. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Right, next controversial subject, not a great one to talk about. Uh, Dubai, we did mention it on the last, not the last, but one podcast. Uh, Dubai has a pretty bad attitude uh, at the moment towards uh, homosexuals and uh, people who, and women as well. Yeah. It's all been very well documented uh, and it was therefore somewhat of a surprise based on BrewDog's usual ethics to see that a bar opening was on the list there. James came on the forum to justify it. Uh, We've had a chat about it, uh, but I know a man who has a great deal to say on this subject. I'm going to get Neil Fletcher back on just now. Uh, We're going to have a chat about it, and he's asked me to get his husband, John, on for uh, to get his reaction to it all and what their thoughts on it. So, yeah, here we go. Okay, joining us now uh, is Mr. Neil Fletcher. He's back for another podcast, but also with him is his husband, John Stewart. John and Neil, how are you both? You're very good, thank you very much. We're doing well. Uh, now, the reason I've asked you both on today is that we're going to talk briefly about uh, BrewDog's decision to open up a bar in Dubai. Uh, the way I sort of landed on this story was just prepping for a podcast. I was glancing through going, oh yeah, okay, so we've got bars opening in Cambridge, Dublin's coming on nicely, BrewDog Dubai is there, and then looks, looks at the next one. Never really gave it much of a thought until it dawned on me that, hold on, there is problems in Dubai and there is problems that would mean that I think friends of mine, as in the two of you, would not feel comfortable going to Dubai. And you two are keen collectors of the stamps, as in you really do like to make sure you visit every mm-hmm. BrewDog bar. It's a great community thing to do. And this might cause problems. And I went from having, and I'm just being honest with you here, gentlemen, I had no real interest in any thoughts on this until I went, 
oh, so hold on, I can go there, but my friends can't because they'd feel like maybe it wouldn't be a good idea to do so. I've probably spoiled everything you're about to say, but John, Neil, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Well, I think the the big issue for me is not the opening of the bar per se, but how it, it muddies the message that Prudog has tried to create round about its support for LGBT equality. For example, we had the, the My Name is, is Vlad beer that, that came out. Um, you know, a number of the bars support LGBT charities. Um We've just finished here at Manchester Pride, um, and Dubai, obviously, uh, homosexuality is illegal. Um, Neil and I are ethical tourists. We wouldn't go somewhere where we couldn't legally sleep together, um, and that, that clearly rules out Dubai, but it rules out an awful lot of other places as well. So it, it's more that that message uh, from Brewdog that suddenly becomes very inconsistent in my view uh, and it's not a company I expected to be queer for clicks. What was your reaction? <laughs> what was your reaction then when you you know you saw that this Dubai ball? Was I, I was very disappointed. I said and it wasn't an, the issue that oh that's a stamp I won't get. It is actually about a company that does a lot of very good work across a, a, a lot of areas. You know the the way they they treat staff, staff wages and the like, and paying the living wage, and the the work that Brewdog have tried to do in highlighting the gender gap, for example. And again, as I say, um, highlighting and supporting LGBT equality. That's not something you do for a day or for a campaign. It's something that should be part of your culture and something that you promote consistently. And I, supporting a, a Brewdog bar in Dubai doesn't do that. What's your thoughts on it, Neil? I was, well, for me, it did leap out of the page when I read the list of bars. And I went, oh my God, what's he doing? Um, basically because, one... Uh, and actually, to be perfectly honest with you, for me, it's actually more about women's issues than it is about LGBT issues. Um, what you know, it, it is a it's going to be a franchise bar, so it's not going to be a brutal bar. Uh, but unfortunately, it's still sending the same message. If any of our staff had to go there and they were women or not straight men, how can they go to that bar and? do the work for the brewdog that they're supposed to do when the country that they're visiting does not allow them to be themselves. Um, and I don't think we should be putting our staff uh, in that position. I understand that our beers will be sold there, that's fine. Uh, but if we opened a bar ourselves or we even add our name to a franchise to a bar there, I don't think there's enough money to be made in that bar to upset so many of our very, very loyal customers. Um, Brewdog has the right culture, in my opinion. It was one of the reasons we invested right at the beginning. I always say it was a purely financial decision, but it wasn't. There were an awful lot more potentially profitable companies we could have put the money into. Uh, we were, would have been wrong, <laughs> as history shows. But we did it because it was a company that we thought had the right ethos, the right ethics, and we thought would sort of take the right sort of decisions. Um, as we get bigger, I understand that becomes much harder for the people that are running the company. But Putting our name to a franchise bar in a country where being a an equal woman or even just existing as a gay or lesbian transgender person is illegal 
just doesn't make sense to me at all. But it's not even the, 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 that it comes down to women or indeed uh, the LGBT community feeling uncomfortable. My understanding is that, that um, you know locals will not be able to, to drink in that bar. Um, it's very much a thing for rich white expats. I I agree. And then looking at the thread where this, this started to get discussed, there was people who were living there just now going, hold on. Um, we're, we're buying in BrewDog just now. There are bars selling it. It's costing us an absolute fortune. You, you're taking away from us this opportunity to have a BrewDog bar here. You know, it, there's really, there's a lot more being made of this than really, really needs to be. That and I went, oh, okay, fair enough. That's another viewpoint. And then, and then I started to think again. This doesn't feel very Brewdog, but you know, after having such strong stances on this stuff in the past, to then go, eh, but there's money to be made. Well, it's not mm. just that. Is that the people people who will be able to go to that bar are doing it very much for a position of privilege. They're there because they are male and they are probably white and they're probably tourists and they're probably rich. And that's not really, to be perfectly honest, what I, the sort of market that I think Brewdog should be particularly aiming for. Yes, of course, they spend an awful lot of money and we welcome straight white middle class people into our bars as we do everybody else. But uh, when it becomes that it's only really acceptable for those sort of people to go into a bar like that, I think that's where we should have drawn the line. By all means, uh, sell our beer there to other people, but don't put ourselves where... Our, our brand name is going to be in a place like that. The best analogy I thought of recently was it's just like Sun City was back in the 80s, 90s, you know, with South Africa. Um, you know, people, oh, Sun City's fine, you can go to Sun City. And, you know, this, but at the end of the day, it was still part of apartheid. And whatever Dubai um, tolerates, and I know gay people who go to Dubai on holiday, but that's a very tolerated, privileged position for them to be in. Until uh, they allow that sort of freedom for their own population and for, and for everyone else, then I don't think, however much money we could make out there, it's worth the tarnishing of the brand. Um, John, James replied... Uh to some comments on this and he did you know i must say that he he, he did state this is just his quick and provisional thoughts mm. on this he said that he feels that setting this the precedent of making a moral judgment about this sort of thing about the political regime of a country we're operating in puts them in a difficult position because they're looking to open bars in russia they're opening you know open a brewery in china which has you know horrific um you know human rights records and things like that i mean does does that bigger picture matter or or sh- you know, as in, I think the question I'm trying to ask here, John, is should we be getting into a fight over this one bar when there's perhaps the bigger picture of all this activity that we need to be looking at? Well, you, you've sort of hit the nail on the head a little bit there in terms of I would be uncomfortable at seeing expansion into Russia, quite frankly, for the reasons you've outlined. There's a bit of whataboutery going on. I saw someone comment, well, what about Belfast then? Should we not open a bar in Belfast? Well, at the end of the day, Belfast, yeah. I can visit with Neil, I can sleep together. They recognise civil partnerships. It's a far cry from a country that criminalises homosexuality. Like with China, on this particular issue, for all the, that uh, the, the regime in China does have a dreadful human rights record and the like, uh, it doesn't criminalise homosexuality. Now, you can begin to ask questions uh, uh, about how the gay community in China is treated and how comfortable and open they might be, but uh, there's a, you know, it is 
a bit of whataboutery in my view, but I, I, I do think um, companies should um, consider ethics. I think they, they should consider regimes. If, if they don't want to think about the political regime in Russia, then why did we have uh, my name is Vlad? You know, <laughs> Brewdog gets itself into politics all yeah. the time. It just it seems it wants to pick and choose its politics sometimes, and it seems to be politics for a moment, not for a lifetime. I tend to take a slightly more simplistic view. It's not really a hard question to ask. Does this government imprison um, LGBT people or sanction their killing? If the answer is yes, is it really a place you want to be doing business? Hmm. We're often aware that so much of this business relies on the decisions that James takes on a day-to-day basis. Uh, we're very lucky in that James makes himself very available to people um, at BrewDog events and things like that. We've got the launch of BrewDog Cambridge coming up shortly. Speak to him about it. If you've thoughts on this, speak to him about it. I'd imagine um, up in Ellen or travelling around the world as he does, he's not a lot of time to think about this and um, just getting the thoughts in his head and making sure that he gets the understanding from his EFPs um, would be crucial. Uh, I think that's that, that really is a good takeaway on this, isn't it, I think? I think it is, yes. And uh, we're doing our little bit. We're, we're driving for four hours after work on Thursday to Cambridge, which will be open by the time this goes out. And we have our Ally or Dubai t-shirts ready uh, for spreading a little bit of messages. So do you gents have any other thoughts on this? Yeah, there's, obviously, if the situation doesn't affect you, you uh, some people probably can't see why it is a problem, um, and, I, and I get that. Uh, I, I see it as a problem if I wanted to go to every Rudolph bar and there was one in either Dubai or Russia that I couldn't go to, and that will be a little bit upsetting for me. I did see a comment uh, from someone saying, oh, there's a thriving gay scene in Dubai, but there is one, but if you get arrested, you'll have your passport taken away or you'll be thrown out of the country or put in prison. Uh, And there was also a thriving gay scene in Berlin in 1933, and it didn't unfortunately last. So uh, you have to bear all these things in mind. I would hope that we could find a balance here that, uh, yes, let's keep selling our beers, but let's not open a bar or franchise a bar where our staff and our our loyal customers and shareholders can't visit openly and freely. Uh, Neil, I know uh, John's just had to step away from the computer. Thank him very much for the time. We're we're now at 10 to 10 on Wednesday night. This is ridiculous, (laughs) and I've kept you on the line all this time due to technical issues, so... Uh, always good to have you on, Neil, and thank you so much. And enjoy Cambridge. I'll be keen to hear your thoughts on it. Okay, well, thank you very much. All the best. Right, thanks, Neil and John. Um, absolutely fantastic. Uh, great chat on that stuff there. It's a difficult subject. Uh, Andrew, Joe, do you have any thoughts, anything you want to add? Mm, it doesn't sit well with me when I saw it. I mean, you know, Dubai is more progressive than Qatar which is more progressive than Saudi, but that yeah. still doesn't say a lot. <laughs> Bruce, you got any thoughts on it? Not, not, not overly, not, not other than what's already been said. I mean, I've been to Dubai, I've been to three or four times, my, my sister lived there, um, and it, it's it, there, there's a lot of two-facedness in, in Dubai. The mm. went to an um, event, it was Kelly Rowland was playing at one of the, the local hotels, and this... Non-alcohol drinking, non this this anti-gay this vibe that they they proclaim didn't exist that night, and yeah. there were a mix of I don't know if you put this out, but there was a mix of of the sheikhs and people sheikhs friends um, mm. who were locals 
drinking champagne, opening the big mausoleums of champagne with with a sword, drinking it openly, um, kissing in in public in in a private hotel. It, would, it was it was the Hilton whilst, and this was this was blatant. So you've got rules for one and rules for the other. Yeah, and it you're just, absolutely right. I, I, on that, yeah. it, you're right. It doesn't sit well. I mean, I said that the first time I in, in my I job just now, I took the whole team out to a brew dog bar, and the guy that was there to the end of the night is Emirati, and he said, "Oh, I just stopped drinking during Ramadan. That's how I <laughs> observed my faith." So I think <laughs> yeah. there is a large yeah. degree of, um, as you said, Bruce, hypocrisy, but also liberal interpretation. I entirely sympathise with what Neil and John are absolutely. saying that. As people who have tried to visit every brew dog bar, yeah, totally. suddenly Dubai, yeah. and if Russia comes on, there's two places where they cannot go in <sighs> good conscience and in yeah. good safety because of who they are as people puts their lives at risk. Not, not, not being yeah. a gay man, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can empathise to a certain point, but not, not fully. And I would, I would think that going to Russia would probably be worse than going to, to Dubai. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, um, let's leave it there. We can talk about this one for hours. Um, yeah, I'm sure we're going to come back to it. Um, it'd be interesting to see if anybody changes their mind the Brewdog on this one uh, and then what the follow-on from that oh, is. Oh, Rob, I'm interrupting you. It's Rob in the future here. Uh, it's a week later when I'm saying these words. And if you missed it at the start of the show, just to confirm, James said today that, yes, Dubai bar plans are completely on hold just now after a meeting with the board. So, um, yep, Dubai Bar is on hold indefinitely. Bruce, let's change the mood a little bit. Yes. Let's, uh, let's get the EFP6 advert played. Uh, give us a question to get us there, bud. Now, what did James and Martin both receive in June 2016, described by some as the least pink... Pink? <laughs> the, least, the least pink <laughs> thing. Punk thing they have ever done. What did James and Martin both receive in June 2016, described by some as the least punk thing they have ever done? Okay, advert time. Beer like it was, beer like it should be, beer like it will be. Welcome to Planet Brewdog. In 2007, Brewdog came howling into the world. Over the last 10 years, we've taken that business that we started in a garage global. In 2013, we built this outstanding craft brewery in Ellen, Scotland. We've also got a fantastic facility in Columbus, Ohio. And this year, 2019, we're going to open a new one in Brisbane, Australia. We also own and operate over 80 amazing craft beer bars, allowing more and more people to try amazing world-class craft beer. Oh, and in 2018, we also opened the planet's first ever beer hotel in Columbus, Ohio. We are an alternate small business, part owned by 100,000 people who love good beer as much as we do. Our equity punk community are at the heart and soul of everything we do. We wear our heart on our sleeve and we do things in our own terms. And we do some crazy fish. Helping us turn an entire industry on its head. Being a great employer is core to everything we believe in. We share our profits with all of our team. We're a living wage employer and we even give team members a week off work when they get a new dog. We call it Paternity Leave. The clever name. Thanks. Fueled by our passion for beer, our growth has broken all types of records. We're the number one craft brewer in Europe. And we won't stop until we're the number one globally. Our simple mission is to make other people as passionate about great craft beer as we are. And in terms of that objective, we are just getting started.
Okay, just before the break, we asked what did James and Martin both receive in June 2016, described by some as the least punk thing they have ever done. Any guesses? Anyone? Oh, don't know. It was the really gongs, rubbish at these questions. gongs at the palace, wasn't it? Both oh. Yes, it was. Yes, Andrew. Well done, which, Andrew. It was their MBEs. Which was quite funny because the same day James's wife was given an OBE, which I think is an upgraded version of what they got, so she got the bigger gong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they James, did James, wear suits. And James's wife, of course, being the renowned and celebrated architect of adult colouring, Johanna Basford, who is a wonderfully talented person and much more successful than James, I'm sure most people would say. <laughs> 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 well, oh, the Queen my. said so. Yeah. <laughs> James spent a lot of time talking about what car she drives with Beat Nick for some reason. So yeah, there was a whole yeah. thing there. Anyway, uh, we're keen to hear from you here on the Breed on News podcast, so please feel free to call us on 01224 518 501 and leave us a message. Just the one message this month. It's not from... Uh... Edwin, no? No, it's oh. not. It's from <laughs> Watty. Oh, well. Hi, hi, Dog News pod... Oh, Dougie. Dougie. Settle. Hi, hi, Bob. It's uh, Watty here for our Meldrum for you in a day. No, I was just wondering... <laughs> Fit in the earth have you been eating, Dougie? Come on, then. You won't just near that. I was just wondering... Dougie! On the phone to Bob. I was just wondering... Fun with the next Brewdog bar be opening, because me and Sandy are fun seeing a wee road trip. Why, why? Oh, Dougie, your team's got teeth, man. Speak soon, Bob. Bye-bye. Uh, um, wow okay so what he's got a bit of work to do on that one but uh, I think somewhere he was asking a question about what new bars are opening and we'll not go into the list we did it on a couple of episodes ago but not Canterbury no no Canterbury but there is a uh, bar opening at Cambridge and anyway here we go here's the audio this is what Brewdog Cambridge sounds like Hi Rob. Alan, uh, it is, what are we, 20 past 8 and um, yeah, I, I think you've had a, an interesting start to the evening in Cambridge. Absolutely. Um, we, we had what we thought was going to be an hour and 45 minute drive to get here for about half past 6, quarter 7, which has actually turned out to be a disastrous drive around the M25 due to two crashes and we've been here now for about 15 minutes. Oh mate, so you've have you missed the toast? Has that happened already? We, we did, unfortunately. I, I I had it on good authority that JB gave an excellent toast um, and some excellent feedback to the staff that are here today, based on what they've been doing, building up to the the event we're at this evening. But unfortunately, I did miss it all in person, so I've had to take everyone else's word on it. Oh well, fair enough. It sounds like you've got some making up to do. Okay, so uh, you're in Cambridge. Um, this is okay because you can tell us what your first impressions are, uh, what's it look like, what's the general vibe, and how does it compare to other openings you've been to? Um, so yeah, it's actually, from the outside, it looks absolutely tiny, and you could miss it if you blinked as you were walking down the street if it wasn't for the bright neon blue uh, signage that they have outside. Interesting. But when when you go inside, it's actually like a TARDIS. Um, it's quite a narrow bar. Um, you go back maybe 10 or 15 feet, um, and then you've got some steps, another 10 feet, and then there's a wall. And you think, wow, this is quite a small bar. 
But then you turn to your left and it just opens up again with a kitchen that leads into the bar and a booth going all the way down for another maybe 30 feet. Um, if you go back to those original stairs I mentioned, there's a staircase on the right that takes you up to what seems to be like a roof terrace, although it is completely enclosed. But the theme is actually very um, floral and very, um, there's a lot of sort of plants and uh, vine plants lying around. So it makes it feel as though you're a little bit outdoors, which is quite cool. Uh, sorry, Alan, have you been to uh, Manchester Outpost yet? I haven't, no. We're planning to go there next month. Ah, right, because they've got a bit at the back where I did a recording with David and it was uh, just how you describe it. It was like sort of plants all up against the wall and a really different feel from the rest of the bar. And I thought it worked quite nicely. Like you've got this like really clear separation of the areas. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's not like other Brewdog bars I've been to, but if this is the new direction they're looking at, I can see it working quite well in certainly in places like Cambridge where everything's quite vintage and regal um i mean just around the corner you've got this fantastic architecture um as soon as you walk outside you're surrounded by buildings that have been here for centuries and i think having something that's quite toned down on the outside but when you walk in is really vibrant and fresh actually gives it quite a good tone cool um i've noticed on some of the press 25 different beers on tap so that's i mean that's up there with like uh, castlegate in aberdeen isn't it Absolutely, yeah, the beer range is fantastic today. Um, Coco Psycho on Draft, 95 Wizard on Car. Um, they've got the Barrel Age Tiramisu crew here, which I believe was the post drink, um, which although I didn't get to taste at that point, I certainly will be before I'm going home today. Um, so yeah, there's a, lot of, a huge range to choose from. Uh, nothing up there that would be disappointing. We did think that Emma might be there, but uh, she skived out of this one and left some of her staff looking after the door, apparently. Yeah, indeed. Um, we've actually got Leanne Edmonds, who's the newest team uh, member with um, Emma that's here on the door. Um, I can actually pass her over if you wanted to say that hello. That would be lovely, thank you. Hi, Rob. Hi, Leanne, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so sad you're not here. I know, I know. It's a long way, though. I'm g- thank you for doing the intro with Dan. You're very welcome. I'm really excited to hear it. I can't wait. I'm going to Have... be, like, majorly all over your podcast now. So is this your first EFP night as a working, then? It is. It's my first official engagement as a Brewdog employee. Excellent. And it's fantastic. It's such a lovely bar. So I'm actually here um, with our other new customer service advisor, Sarah. Um, she's just mingling tonight, meeting all our new EFPs and previous and past and hopefully some future ones might pop by. Um, so she's here with us as well. She's been doing her induction in London this week. So oh, yeah, we're having a lovely time and I've got the stamp. Excellent. Rob, I've been trusted with the stamp. See, so. one thing I do know about BrewDog inductions is that they can be quite... Um shall we say, different from other companies, and especially if Emma DeSena's involved. So, yeah. um, it's been brilliant. I mean, I can't believe this is already my third week, so it's been great to get out and about and meet lots of new friends and obviously old friends as well from the flight and from around BrewDog. So, yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. It's amazing. Ace, Leanne, thank you. If uh, people need to say hi to you when they see you, don't they? I think that's very important. Yes, I'm just saying hi to everyone. So I'm just trying to spread the love as always. Ace, and we'll catch up Amazing. with you soon. I'm sure we'll have you back yes. on the podcast soon as well. Thank you for taking the time uh, to talk anytime, to us. Anytime, Rob. Nice to speet you. Thank you. Bye love now. you. Bye. Oh, how sweet's that? That's really nice. Yeah.
amazing, right? Yeah, she's she's cool. She really is. Um, brilliant. Anything else you want to say about the bar, Alan, before I let you go for a beer? Uh, to be honest, I think I'm going to duck out, go for a beer, order some food, and just chill out for the next, I think, hour and a half that I've got before I have to make the ordeal back home again. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, Alan, thanks for taking the time. I know it's been a bit of a nightmare. I really appreciate it, buddy, and I'll catch up with you very soon. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Cheers, Rob. Take Cheers, care. Alan. Bye for now. Bye. Right, bye. Okay, thanks again. That is our report from Brewdog Cambridge. Speaking of reports, let's not waste any time. Let's catch up with our American friends. First up here is Charles. We're going to be talking Brewdog USA. Here we go. Yeehaw. Right, joining me on the line right now is Mr. Charles Anderson. We keep having these little chats, and I always, the first thing I want to ask you, aside from how are you, is what are you homebrewing at the moment? But we'll start with the how are you. Doing well. Having a having a good summer. Staying busy. And where are you based just now? Have you moved since we last spoke? No, still Atlanta. Uh, I brought the, the engineering to me with uh, the company I work for now. So they, they open an office. And so I'm, I, I got to stay here. Yeah, so the reason why I wanted to get you on anyway, Charles, I know we're both pushed on time just now, is I want to talk to you about uh, how BrewDog's getting on in America from your point of view. Now, I know before we go any further that BrewDog isn't the absolute epicenter of your life. (laughs) However, I am aware that you do very much keep an eye on what's going on and hoping for the day that they open that bar down by you and all that. So, yeah, um, just over to you. How's things? How's it all getting on from your point of view? It's going well. I've uh, I've been watching, you know, from afar when I have to. Uh, we did make a trek up to Columbus. Unfortunately, not for AGM. We had to go a couple weeks ahead of time. Um, but the reason we went a couple weeks ahead of time was to check out the hotel, which was incredible. We got two days there. Um, the staff was amazing. The room was incredible. Uh, and we drank all the beer that we could muster in that time. Uh, every... Everything that happens at the hotel is accompanied by uh, by a particular beers for that that are you know good for that kind of time of day. So it was pretty wonderful. I mean, I yeah. hear so much good stuff about the hotel that I'm yeah. always worried that some point someone's going to go. I went there and it wasn't quite as good as everyone said, <laughs> but apparently not. No, it really is that good. It. I've been to a lot of hotels uh, all over the place uh, and. It, it is definitely in the top tier. It's it's worth every penny they charge for it. Uh, don't tell them this, but it's probably worth more. Uh, it was it was that good of an experience. Brilliant. And yeah. how is Columbus looking from your point of view? And you're up there. It seems to be an average of once every sort of six months at the minute. Yeah. How, yeah. Have things changed much? Is it growing from your point of view? It is. Uh, the the daytime attendance at you know on the patio that we saw was way higher than times before um you know it it is they're doing a great thing out there with keeping people coming back uh the we also visited both of the uh, bars there in columbus and those are looking great adding to as opposed to just being kind of an addition in themselves they're they're bringing something to their neighborhoods brilliant and um yeah, and how is it going in terms of getting availability of BrewDog in Atlanta now? Is it has it been getting uh, better? No, so uh, it's closer. 
they now distribute within about an hour and a half of my house, you know, oh. one state line away. Um, but uh, we've 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 got a bit of a you know brewdog railroad that we get beer down here uh, <laughs> through friends and such. Um, yeah. I think right now I have five or six cases at home. We actually had a slightly unfortunate incident and had a few dead soldiers on the uh, on the trip back to Atlanta. A couple in the in one of the carry-ons exploded, and so we picked it up off the belt and uh, quickly had to rush outside to not spill beer everywhere. Right, it's probably the best smelling airport in a long way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it was some of the more citrusy beers, so it, you know, it was it was a nicer smell than it could have been for sure. Excellent. And uh, yeah, so no no AGM for you. Well, the good news is just after this, we've got a ton of stuff I'm doing with Doug. We've got loads of things just to sort of fill you in on everything there. Uh, and you've got new bars opening, but still nothing for Atlanta yet. Yeah, they're cool. kind of spiraling outwards. I, I saw they, I, you know, the, the, the one that, ones that they're opening this year and the stuff that's planned is going to be great. Um, I'm yeah. sure we'll go visit those when we visit those cities. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, the, one of the other things I was going to mention is that here in Atlanta, it's it's definitely starting to get known. Um, you know, the the name recognition is picking up a little bit, which is awesome. Um, certainly, in my in my company, I keep pushing it. Uh, we actually have a, a, a dedicated beer group here in Atlanta that meets every once in a while, and I, I treated them to a whole uh, whole variety of Brewdog last time we met up. And so, you know, now people are asking me to bring stuff back for them from Columbus. So I think. Yeah, you know, the the quality is there to to capture the imaginations here in Atlanta. It still blows my mind, really, because of course you know Brewdog here in the UK was founded on James and Martin going. They're doing craft beer so much better in America. I'd like to bring some <laughs> of that here. And now you're going in in Atlanta. You're going. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, there's 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 all right craft beer here, but Brewdog's like a level above. That's just brilliant to hear. Yeah, they they def they put out beers that are as high a quality as anything you can get here. Um, and that, you know, that speaks volumes for what they're putting out of Columbus. Um, you know, the, they have the creativity that I love in beer. And that's, that's yeah. the thing that I think a lot of craft still doesn't necessarily uh, play with as much because they're afraid of, you know, kind of ice, you know, isolating themselves. But Brewdog clearly is not afraid of that. No, one thing you'll never describe Brewdog as is a friend of pretty much anything at all. <laughs> I know you've got to get off to a meeting. I'm sorry that you missed the AJM. Are you coming over on the flight? Um, we're not going to make the flight. Uh, we, we're, we're actually going to be in London end of October. Uh, okay. So hopefully meet up, grab a, grab a pint at one of the Brewdog bars with you over there. Uh, but then we're, we're probably going to make a trip to Ellen next summer. We, we're trying to figure that out now. That's the next big trip. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, well, you'll have some podcast crew in attendance if you definitely do that. I'd be love to hear your reaction to what you see over here. So. Yeah. Brilliant. Charles, thank you so much. Let me crack on then with this uh, audio from the AGM. Thank you again, buddy. Thanks. Doug, Brett, it is, um, I think it's like one o'clock in the afternoon where you are. So thank you yes. for taking time out of your day to come on and talk to me. How Thanks are you both doing? Us. Very good. Yes, very, Very good. good. And Recovered. even though it is one in the afternoon, we did just open a dumpster fire because, you know, Brewdog News podcast, it seemed appropriate. Dumpster <laughs> fire. I think we were talking about this just before we started recording. That yep. was the beer from Franklinton? Was Correct. It? Yes. 
to uh, memorialize the dumpster fire on opening day. I mean, that's quite an achievement. That's one of the things I love. That's one of the things I love about Brewdog. Not not the drinking at one o'clock in the afternoon. More the fact that they go brilliant. There was a fire. Now we've got a name for a beer. Let's do it. Exactly. Um, you both were at the AGM. Uh, fantastic time had. Uh, no yes. need to do that because I saw all the Facebook posts and all the photos, and I've got plenty of audio here. But <laughs> um, I wonder if you could cue this up a bit. Uh, we're going to talk about the bottle share that you uh, were involved with, first of all. So maybe you can just cue us into how, how you actually got to um, Columbus and, and how things went. So, yeah, we actually left home on Wednesday to head out there. Um, stayed in Indy. Uh, Wednesday night, walked by the BrewDog Indy building. There's already some plague fisher up in the building, but other than that, uh, pretty empty, but in progress. Then Thursday, we got to Columbus. I dropped Brett off at the hospital, and then I went to Franklinton because we had all this beer for the bottle share, and we're doing a lot of swaps with people. So I'm like, well, if we got to go home because you're sick, I got to get rid of all this beer. I think I should... uh... I should probably cut in the audio from just before we started where Brett was telling the story about how she <laughs> she insisted, in inverted commas, that you went and carried on without her while she was she in the emergency did. room. I absolutely did. Because yes. people were saying, where's Brett? Oh, I dropped her off at the emergency room. And they'd look at me like, what? <laughs> no, bastard. no, it's her idea. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, Thursday night, we picked up... Uh, Lynn and went to Short North and had dinner and hung out with some people. And then Friday, we just hung out. And then Friday night was the bottle share that uh, Caleb kind of suggested we try to do a share. So they found a spot like two blocks from Franklinton. And I brought like 25 bottles, but it was like 10 different beers, mostly Wisconsin, trying to showcase some of the good beers we have here. But it was amazing. It was uh, somebody brought a sink to Bismarck. Um, somebody brought a 1971 whiskey and, uh, yeah, it was pretty epic. And by the end of that, it's amazing how you can drink little glasses of beer. And by the end of it, you're like, I can't feel my toes. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, there was like 35, 45 people there and there had to be, oh man, I don't know if you've, if you've seen the pictures, there had to be at least a hundred different bottles of beer there. Wow. That sounds epic. Two hours to do it, so we kind of had to go in and drink fast and 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 cut out. But yeah, it was. Well, you, you've it was queued awesome. up. You've queued up the audio beautifully because you sent me the raw audio over. So uh, I went through it, so the listeners don't have to. Um, <laughs> there was quite a few people who passed the mic around, and I am not joking when you say you cannot tell what they are saying. So oh. it was a very very good bottle share. Uh, that was, but, yeah. yeah, that was right afterwards at uh, Franklinton when we walked back to the bar. Awesome. <laughs> let, me, let me get this in. Here's just a few, a little taster of the uh, of the evening. I'm going to give Robert just like a bunch of <laughs> to like edit. You guys listen to the podcast? No, I don't. Hello, this is Doug in the Pub from Columbus, Ohio. Welcome to the 2019 AGM on behalf of the Brewdog News Podcast. Why are you a part? Am I a what? Punk. Why are you a punk? A punk? Well, I, re- I really, I really like beer, and I like to drink it a lot. I learned about Brewdog while I was sitting in work, uh, scrolling through Facebook when I shouldn't have been, and I seen the crowd raising for EFP4. So I seen about EFP4. I thought Brewdog. I've seen their beer somewhere before, 
I told my mate Chris sitting to me right here, here, this looks amazing, we should invest in this. And Chris laughed at me. I said no. I'm looking forward to the AGM as a way to get new beer, different beer, try a lot of different options around people who really like beer, who are able to come to a come to a festival that is essentially half business, 98% beer. <laughs> anyway, so I went for it, I invested in it, and then I got my first invite to the, a the first AGM in Aberdeen. I took Chris, because he was the only person I knew that cared about good beer. And from that, that stemmed into me and Chris going to the first American AGM, meeting our good friend Caleb from Texas. punk because my husband's an acne punk and also when we came to Brewdog Finklington they had feminine products in the bathroom for free and I said I want to be an acne punk from there meeting our good friends John and Amanda from Aberdeen I gotta tell you we did the tasting tonight and I think some of the best beers I've ever had here we had the sink the Bismarck a little 41 percent little freeze-dried uh, IPA Tasted like a liquor, but went down like a beer. That was very dangerous. And that's what Brewdog does. It's the beauty of it. You're drinking good beer, and you're meeting great people. The people are just as good as the beer, and I think that's what's beautiful about Brewdog. You nailed it. Yeah, it sounded so much fun. Were you at that, Brett? Did you make it along to the bottle share? No, I was in bed in the hotel. Um, I just wasn't up for it that night. And at that point, I still wasn't sure how much I should be drinking. And I was afraid if I went there and there were so many tasty things, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to restrain myself. It would have been difficult for you. There were some <laughs> truly astounding beers at that bottle mm -hmm. share. Okay, let's move on to the AGM itself. Um, talk us through it. Obviously, you, you were there last year, um, and yep. I imagine it was a very different setup this year. Very different. Well, it occupied probably double the space in the back. I mean, they really expanded it. But I think last year, it was like 4,200. This year, it was like 8,500, so double the number of people. Uh, they had more food trucks. They had two stages for the bands. They had more breweries, I think. 35 breweries and 25 food trucks or something just huge yeah they they kind of just pushed the boundaries on the field outward so there was more space in the middle and they put in extra tents to get out of the sun and extra seating so it was never hard to find a place to sit down if you needed to um so you know we're, we're in line to go in and we're near the front and all of a sudden, a Budweiser truck pulls into we the first to in the, line. We were not near the front. <laughs> okay, I, I have issues, but it's all good. Um, so we're we're standing there, and Allison's kind of like coaching the people, letting us in, what to do, and, and the process, and everything. And this distribution truck pulls in, and it's got Budweiser all over the side. No way. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, you know, it's just that distributor is paid money by Budweiser to advertise on their truck. Yeah. Right? And, uh, and there was Bud on the truck when we saw the doors open. But none of it was dropped off there. But um, <laughs> So this Budweiser truck pulls in. I'm like, oh, my God. I look over at Allison. And I, I gesture to the truck. And she's like, 
On all days of days, it has to be today. Yeah. And I said, Amazing. I said, will you post her a picture? She goes, no. And then all of a sudden she walks over to the truck, leads up against it so I could take a picture of her by the butt truck. <laughs> it was awesome. Really a good sport on that. I mean, oh, Alison's, Alison's amazing, isn't she? She's yeah, truly. A, such, such an asset to the USA. You've got her over there now. Yeah. Yeah. Really nice. I mean, the, well, you know, I mean, the whole Brewdog team is just, uh, these are people you want to have be your friends, but then they run this really great company on top of it. So. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, went in orderly. They gave us a punk, or a, was it a punk or a nanny state? A punk or a nanny state as in. we went Everybody in got through a the can. gate. No punk AF yet. Uh, yeah, they had punk AF on tap. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, they also had stout AF on tap, but I... It, Doug doesn't want to talk about the no, stout AF. It, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. They should yeah, not have ever put that... On a tap head, anywhere. Uh, I've tried it. This, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then. Uh, so, the the admission started at 11 a.m. for EFPs. Yeah, and then the general admission opened up. Was it three hours later? 2 p.m. Um, so for the first three hours we were there, every one of the beer tents, the different breweries that were there, they had a special beer on tap just for EFPs. And then at two o'clock they stopped serving that special beer. Um, So that was pretty, pretty cool. Um, Yeah. The one from the answer was an Oreo stout, which, uh, oh my God. Yeah. That was that to me, that was probably the beer, the beer of the day. It was that the one from the answer. Yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, James and Martin did their their speech. Pup Dog opened it with his rap, which I thought was pretty awesome. And the whole time he was going, I, I kept saying to Brett, "Okay, you listen to this and you tell me we're not a cult." <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah, then uh, James and Martin came out, did their speech, some really amazing announcements. Um, they're adding some container rooms to the hotel, you know, sh- shipping container rooms, um, which seemed pretty interesting. They're adding mini golf to the hotel. Uh, the one. I thought the shipping container rooms were going to be a fancy dog kennel for people who come. No, I think they're rooms. You think they're rooms? I think they're going to make those into rooms. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Because I think it's going to be easier than adding on to the hotel at this point, mm. that they're going to throw in a bunch of shipping containers you can sleep in. Um, so we'll see. Actually, I thought they, it was a joke at first, but it seems to be real. They did call it the dog kennel. Right. But it would make sense that that would be the nickname for it since the dog house is... The hotel itself. So. And then the oh, one that people it, people will happily stay in them. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. The news that excited me the most was uh, Stateside Distillery. Yeah. Um, I was very excited about that. I was hoping Bre- for that. Three Dog Distilling Co. coming to the U.S. of A. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, after the speech, um, wait, everybody who... Wait, one more big news. <laughs> one more really big news. Time Ooh. Magazine has named yes. the Doghouse Hotel... One of the 100 best places to visit in the world. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, wholeheartedly. We, we, if, if anybody on this podcast wants to hear someone absolutely gushing over how amazing that hotel is, have a listen to our BrewDog Airlines special that Emma did. <laughs> yes. Because she would not stop going on about it and still doesn't in, when you see her in real life these days. So, oh, I'll tell you what, there was one that you missed as well. Um, Hawks, um, Hawks Cidery are opening ah, up yes. a tap room there as well. Yep. Yes. I, I, do, do Americans drink cider? Is that something you normally see on tap in bars? Uh, yeah, more and more so. 
I think a lot of people use it as a gluten-free alternative, and yep. we Americans really hate gluten. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I, a lot of people that I know who drink cider are gluten intolerant. Yeah, um, I mean, for us here, you know, any any bar in the UK, uh, as you, you've probably seen when you've been around, because I know you did, you didn't just do brew dog bars; it was mostly brew dog bars. Right. But yeah, you'll al- you'll always see one or two ciders on tap. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not very good, um, but yeah. So I I think that's a really interesting move as well, and especially because Hawks have a really different approach. So um, yeah. I'm 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 hoping you'll get a chance to check that out when it opens at some point. Absolutely. Yeah, they had some really nice ciders at the Hawks booth. At AGM too. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, after their speech, um, everybody going on the flight from the US to the UK um, who knew about it met at the EFP tent. So I met like 50 or so people because apparently I've named myself the unofficial ambassador <laughs> to this. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, it was great. Got to meet a bunch of people. Uh, we're all excited for the flight over in uh, October. And then from after that, it was mostly just drinking beer, eating food, and listening to. An amazing lineup of of uh, bands. Mm-hmm. Um, just if you threw a music festival with those bands on it, you could have charged 50, 60 bucks a head easy. Yeah, it was such an amazing lineup. <laughs> so one one of the really neat things about the AGM that I really appreciate is that um, the the AGM festival happens behind the brewery, and you have to have a ticket to get in there. There's security lines that you have to go through to get into the back area. But the over in the front of the brewery and the side yard of the brewery, it's still open. And so people who haven't yeah. purchased tickets to the AGM still come and they eat and they drink and they have their dogs with them and they, they have games set up in the field. And the second and, stage was there. And the second music stage was in that field. So you didn't actually need huh. to purchase a ticket to hear live music and play chess on this enormous chess set that was probably six feet, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, and so it, it was a nice mingling of the general public with the punks also that I really appreciate. Um, you could tell by what cups people held in their hand, whether they were a punk or a general admission or just someone drinking at the bar. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, somebody had come out with a dog just for a quiet pint and was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> There were lots of people there, but they didn't allow the dogs in the back where you had to pay admission. There were no yeah. dogs back there, but yeah. the side yard actually has a dog play area and, you know, they have food and water out for the dogs. And so there's lots of dogs there. Brilliant. Um, let's just get into the audio then. So we're here at the uh, US AGM 2019. I'm here with Pup Dog. Yeah. Who just laid down some awesome music Very to sick. start off the day. Thank it you was very amazing. much. Yeah, you're well, yeah, thank you, thank you. It, it was, was a, a that was awesome all freestyle, time. right? Just freestyle? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually I wrote that about three three months ago. Um, every time James and I get together, I usually get a little bit intoxicated and rap <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. So he's like, hey, you should rap something about brew dogs. So I was like, okay. So I gave him the first verse, and then he wanted me to do more verses, and then put it behind some, you know, some music. So I did, and he's like, "You should definitely do this to AGM." Oh, now it's getting serious. So yeah, so here I am, and I did it, and I'm glad it's over. I mean, you know. <laughs> but 
hey, they sold 10,000 tickets, so 10,000 people is expected to be here, yeah. which is great turnout, for sure. Okay, and the weather's been great. No unexpected downpour this year. Oh, man, <laughs> you had to swim across. <laughs> you had to swim across things, even to get to beer or to get to the food trucks. But luckily, this year, no rain, more food trucks, more beer. Man, it, they got two two stages this time. Yeah, two stages. Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah, you can't. You could not ask for a more beautiful day than today. So, other than you getting on stage and rapping, mm -hmm. what's been your highlight so far? Today, just meeting people. Like you talk to people on social media and you meet people on the um, equity forums, and it's great because everybody comes together. And I, that's why I like about the craft beer community. It's like everyone gets together. It's like a brotherhood. I mean, yeah. everybody is like so kind to each other and the matching the faces with the names and saying, hey, how's it going? You know, that's what I love the most. I'm a social person. I'm, I'm a type of I'm a type of people that will say, hey, how's it going? I'm a hugger. I'm not a, sh a handshaker. So yeah. it's great. I love coming out here because BrewDog really puts it all together. And it's a good company. And you know, you know, oh, yeah. it's a great company yeah, to uh, be behind. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, I'm Jenny, Jenny Lane, community ranger over here at BrewDog USA. Um, AGM's going good. We have over 4,000 people through the door and another wow. 4,500 to go probably. <laughs> so it's a good day. Lots yeah. of happy people, lots of beer. That's a very good beer. Yeah, our list this year is insane. And it, it seems more organized than last year. How? Take it. <laughs> You'll take we had, it. Yeah, we we used a committee structure this time around, and it was perfect. Not perfect. There's always room for improvement, but having people focus on each individual area and really smash that area has been awesome. So it wasn't just you this year. Oh, it wasn't just me last year, and definitely Marissa from the UK as well. Ah, okay. Is okay. a huge, huge part of this every year. Yeah, I know. I we've had a good time. We've met, you know, like usual, met so many people here. But just wanted to talk to you for Robert because he said record things. I'm like, I'll be drinking. <laughs> he said, well, then just this have is fun. probably unusable. Oh, it might be. I, I assume <laughs> everything I've recorded for him is unusable. Yeah. So this year, the Equity Punk tent, we're actually doing stuff, which is kind of fun. So all of the tip jars from the BrewDog bars and the unused tickets that we sell um, count towards the donation that we'll give out of the BrewDog Foundation. And we have three local organizations that provided volunteers and help and all that stuff. So everybody gets to vote using a visual voting system on who they want to get that percentage, each percentage. Yeah, we got photo booth that people have been taking photos with. A token booth that is not active at the moment. And I keep getting asked <laughs> token questions. <laughs> you don't have to talk about that. But yeah, thanks for chatting. Of course, check yeah. Check with you real quick for Robert because, you know. For sure. I don't think anything me. was very interesting there, but <laughs> maybe the Martin Dickey bit. Brilliant. And yeah, thanks again. I mean, I just keep saying thank you, Doug, but, you know, we had a conversation before you went. You said, I'm taking the mic with me. Is there anything you want to do? And both me and Andrew just said to you, the main thing is enjoy your day. If you remember to record something, then that's fantastic. Um, I, I know what it's like to be these big events. And trying to remember to to put the beer down every once in a while and think, <clears throat> right, I've got to speak sensibly to <laughs> Really, genuinely, both of you, that's fantastic. Uh, anything else you want to say about the day? Did you stay as far as the fireworks in the evening? Uh, we left a little bit before the fireworks, but we heard them from our hotel across the street um, with Brett having been sick. Um, she was a little under the weather, so we, we kind of had out 
headed out a little early. Um, yeah, I, I kind of hit a brick wall after that many hours in the hot sun. I said, I have to go now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, both of you, thank you. Thank you for thank taking you. the time to record that. Thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. And, and Absolutely. thank you for being a huge part of the community over there and pushing BrewDog forward. And, um, you know, I'm, I sincerely hope that uh, the, the, the love that you share for BrewDog continues for a long time to come. So I hope so. I got a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's too late now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Thanks. we just scheduled another party where we're going to share a lot of what we brought home with friends. So. so. Awesome. Uh, Doug, Brett, thank you again, and we'll catch up with you very soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks much. Yep, there we go. That's that. Um, I know, obviously, none of the four of us got to go there. I'm wildly (laughs) jealous. The photos looked amazing. So different to the UK AGM, as you heard, you know? But, um, yeah, yeah, I I just, I want to go. I want to go. One year, one year, Rob. They get nicer weather than we do. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, and it didn't I really like that it was outside and they all had like their deck chairs and stuff. Yeah, can't see us doing that. No, we're too busy drinking. <laughs> yeah, <Exactly>. true. <laughs> so okay. just fall off of it. <laughs> <laughs> On the last podcast, you heard us talk about death or glory. Bruce, quickly remind people what is death or glory all about, sir? Can you not just listen to the last one again? Well, I could. Like, ed- I tell you what, being as you're being lazy, I'll just edit you in from the last one. Here you go. <laughs> Uh, Bruce, have you ever had it? Can you tell us a no, bit about I, I, it? No, I've never had it. I've, I've, I can tell you a lot about it. It was um, in 2011, they brewed a, a hopped-up Belgian golden ale. They freeze-distilled it, amplifying and enlivening the flavours. And then they aged it in oak over four years. They put it into three different whiskey casks, which were green, Isle of Arran, and a bourbon from Kentucky. Um, very, very intricate. It ends up to being a 21% ABV. 20. Packaged uniquely in a wooden box, uh, it's got a kind of skull and crossbones on the on the front of it, um, and it's yeah by by all, by all accounts um, sounds absolutely fantastic. But I've I've never tried it. One day oh, maybe. maybe. Maybe you can be the lucky winner because if you want to win this, and that was you on the last one, so thanks again, Bruce. Uh, in order to enter the competition to you, win, does Bruce get paid by the word or something? Is that what this is about? It probably Bruce doesn't is. get paid. Don't give Bruce away gets the fact paid. that you. I was going to say, I, can I get paid? <laughs> Wait a minute. What? That's a kiss. Rude. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Brewdog News Podcast, everybody. Uh, yes, anyway, in order to enter the competition, all we're to win, all we're asking is about 30 seconds of your time. Visit the pod- podcast website. It's at Brewdog News Podcast. Do a Google search for that. You will come up. Click the DOG giveaway button. Give us uh, answers to five questions that we've got there that will help us make the podcast better. And then you can add in your name and email if you'd like. And then you're in a chance to win. We'll draw a random winner on the next episode of this podcast, which will be in about two or three weeks' time. And all the terms and conditions are on the website. Bruce, uh-huh. I know you've I know you've got Georgia with you there. This is Georgia. Hey. She's the She always smiles. Hi Georgia. I know how to make her smile. Hey Georgia. Custard <laughs> Wow. It go. actually worked. It did work. Mm. Excellent. Cool. Uh Bruce, give us a joke. Yes, this is Georgia's favourite favourite joke of the of the of the minute just now. What do you call a bear without any teeth? I don't know, Bruce. What do you call a bear without any teeth? A gummy bear. Well, that's actually <laughs> quite good. That's, that's yeah, quite no, that good. Yeah, that one was good. I quite like that one. <laughs> and and, and wow. keeping 
keeping with it. <laughs> uh, keeping keeping with the gummy. Th- I'm, I'm, I'm on a roll here. What do you call a man with a rubber toe? Roberto. Oh, that's dreadful. Stick with the gummy no, bear. Yeah, no, no that one wasn't as good. No. See, even even your poor daughter looks really upset at that joke, Bruce. Your she poor did. daughter yeah. looks so upset. You like the gummy worm better, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Gummy bear one was better, yeah. Okay, that's it for this podcast. We'll be back as normal in around two to three weeks' time. A final mention for that Patreon campaign. Please please visit patreon.com forward slash brewdog news for all the details and the cool video that Kev from Border Digital helped us put together. Now, can everybody say where you can be found online? I'm going to start with you this week, Bruce. Um, just brew a foo on the forum, which I'm not very there. I'm not there very often. Uh, Twitter a little bit, Instagram a little bit, uh, Facebook. You can get me on Facebook. Bruce Cameron on Facebook. Go for it. Fair enough. Andrew, you, yourself? You're going to get stalkers on Facebook, Chris. You can find yeah. me as Andrew on the forum, and I'm also looking after, occasionally, the BrewDog News podcast handle on Instagram, where beery adventures take place. <gasps> Very good. Joe, yourself? Uh, I am Joanne Love Beer on the forum, and I am a woman's brew on Instagram. Excellent. You can find me at Sunscream on Twitter and on actually on Instagram is at Sunscream as well. And I'm on the forums is at Sunscream. Basically, I'm at Sunscream everywhere. And you can find about about my day job if you would really like to chat with me about websites. Boring at robertcooper.xyz. <laughs> That's it for this week. Send us a voicemail to our local rate number 01224-518-501. You can email us at studio at brewdognewspodcast.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash brewdognewspodcast. And our Twitter handle is at brewdognews. As Andrew mentioned, have a look on brewdognewspodcast on Instagram. Show notes and past episodes are always available on our website at brewdognewspodcast.com. As is our Death or Glory competition. Please go there and complete that survey. It can only help make the show better. Don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're there and you'll get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. Have a great week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Gummy beers. It's definitely in the blood. So just when you get a bit older, things will start arriving. Well, he had a duck for a while. He followed him on his paper round. Mm. (laughs) And it lived with the cats. Yeah, it's... I I assume that's... No, it's true. (laughs) It had broken its beak. So this is when John was younger, well before I met him. Uh, But uh, he was doing his paper round and this duck followed him. And it followed him all the way home and he noticed it had got a split beak. So they phoned uh, the RSPB who came and took the duck away and gave it a yeah. fiberglass beak and then brought the duck back. No to which way. they said it wasn't their duck, but the duck, how long did it stay for? Oh, a few months. Uh, St- anyway, stayed, with the, stayed with the dog and the cats for several months before it uh, decided to fly away. <laughs> Very happy it was. Wow. I mean, the dog, yeah, but I'm su- surprised the cats were okay with it. No, wow. It was quite a big duck and the cats were fat and lazy. 